Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Young Guns brought back the Western in 80s style hypermasculinity, rebellion, a hot Brat Pack cast. It was Hollywood's first heavy metal Western, and it was a monster hit. This movie also made all of our mothers fall in love with a hot mass murderer. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. The film is about the Lincoln County War and the becoming of Billy the Kid. It's how a teenage William H. Bonney joined a ragtag, scruffy group of young criminals as part of a cattle ranch security team. When the cattle baron is murdered by his professional rival's gang, the six boys are deputized to deliver the warrants. But instead of delivering the warrants, they just kill the people that they're serving, starting a war and turning them all into famous outlaws. Uh, I didn't really understand this movie. It just looked like a ton of guys killing each other, being like, wait, no, wait, no, no. <laughs> I'm the good guy. No, I'm the good guy. No, wait, I want to be the bad guy. No, wait, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> well, I think that that is an interesting point. I mean, this really does glamorize gun use. And because if, if the idea of guns is right, it's for protection. And I thought, okay, does this movie show people using guns to protect themselves as in self-defense? Only after they've already killed people, then they use the guns in self-defense, right? I mean, it's really about using guns to kill each other. There's not even any hunting, <laughs> you no, know? There's no, there's absolutely none. We see scenes where they're high on peyote and they're <laughs> shooting off their guns irresponsibly, right? Like they're, they're, they're just shooting into the wind because they're so high. And I, I just thought the film in general really glamorizes gun use. And it makes me wonder... If what we're experiencing today in society being this very pro-pro-gun environment, I mean, America's more um, drooly over guns than any other society in the world. Which is annoying. I think that the movies have a part of it. Of course, there's history to this, right? I mean, of course, this is what happened with Billy the Kid and the Regulators and the Lincoln County War. What the movie's documenting is all true, but it's an imagining of what, of why perhaps they decided to kill uh, the, 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 you know, the suspects that they were supposed to be serving warrants to and started this war. I think they were just bored. You think Especially so? Billy the Kid. He's like, I fuck him. And then <laughs> shot him. <laughs> like, it, that's what it seems like. Well, and it's revenge. He, I mean, that's what it is. So uh, the idea is supposed to be that John Tunstall exactly. so is like, taking care of them as sort of a father figure Experts say that when you, if you're trying to find the story of Billy the Kid in a movie, that Young Guns is the most accurate story there is that has been told on film. But that said, John Tunstall probably wasn't this father figure. He was only 24. <laughs> and, and in reality, he had his own scheme going. In the film, he has his own cattle um, ranch. 
He starts a, a convenience store, basically is what we would call it now, a general store that competes with the Murphy Dolans and that, and they, they come after him. But, um, in real life, you know, he was actually trying to buy up the land that had water sources so that he would own the water and therefore everybody would have to come to him and he could kind of control things. So he wasn't necessarily a good guy, but regardless, the, it looks took, like it's revenge. He took them all in. Yes. He took them when all in. When they needed it. And when they were all sort of, they imply that they're all criminals or were yeah. on the, yeah, that they had all Borderline. done stuff. So the fact that Billy the Kid had already killed somebody at the point where he brings him in to, you know, oh, Sonny, you know, he, like, scrubs his hair. You have potential <laughs> <laughs> for being a mass murderer, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think part of it, too, though, is it's it's the guns, and then it isn't just the fact that there's a lot of guns in the movie. It's also the fact that the people using them are young and beautiful and cool. I mean, the name of the movie is Young Guns, right? And that's kind of got a sexy sound to it. And then you've got, you have Emilio Estevez, who was super uh, popular. He was king of the Brat Pack at that time. Charlie Sheen, his brother, who had just made Wall Street and was a huge star uh, on the rise as well. And you had Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, you had these beautiful young men. And they, and I think that putting the guns with the cool factor, these are the guys that we were seeing in in you know in magazines dating the most beautiful women in the coolest cars at the most awesome parties, and these are the guys who are going around, and it really kind of connects. If you are a man, you have to have a gun. And what I find interesting is the one guy who doesn't pack heat is, is the one that gets killed by a. What's it called? A machine gun, a Gatling gun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and gets like 50 bullets in him at once. Yes, which the true story of that is he does wind up dying in that incident. However, he did not get blown away by a Gatling gun. Yeah, I, were those even existed yet? But I think overall, why do you think, Riley, that this movie was successful? What do you think it, what do you think it did right and how do you think it spoke to young audiences? I think there was a lot of murder mm-hmm. and a lot of killing, and it wasn't graphic, but it looked real. You, it like, was they, violent. It, it was it's violent, and especially in the eighties, they didn't have like a lot of special effects. So like the way that they made it was like, oh, cool! Like that dude looks like he got shot ten times in the stomach, and it it's really fast. And how did they do that? You know, um, but also because of the the stupid music that they had it was bad yeah it was they had this 80s country like it wasn't country music well one scene they had a harmonica and they made it kind of yeah they tried to make it western but then they added all those you know those you know what those beats are like the 80s beats synthesizer saxophone like just just you just take one look of back to the future and you will see like exactly what songs like just look at the tracks and it's it's so annoying because you're like this is supposed to be a western uh, it's an 80s feel yeah well, the part of what has been heralded i guess as part of his success is that it is a neo traditional western which i um find a fantastic word it's not i'm not going to say that i coined that myself but <laughs> a neo traditional western and that it wasn't really trying to be like you're really in the old west and this is really how it was even though they did work on and some 
areas to be authentic. You know, they they tried to have the guns be authentic to the time and authentic to what Billy the Kid really did carry. Um, they did not use jeans, for instance, in the movie because that would bring you too close to now. So in some ways they did try to, but it was the score, which is basically, I think all critics derided it. Um, and felt like the score was pretty bad and really distracting. And Emilio Estevez himself thought that the that that you know being the heavy metal western was not the way it should have gone and wasn't really um, good to the script. But uh, but I think that's part of it. And I think um, but it, it was more like yeah, this is for us. This is ours. And just that we could just show this like male aggression and just like go shoot things up. But there is something that Dermot Mulroney said and. Why? how he defined why the film was a blockbuster and holds its appeal. And I thought it was really true. What he said is, it's a guy's movie that only has guys in it. And it's about guys. Not just the Western aspect of Young Guns. There was something very masculine and tough. And it had that group mentality. And that movie, it was there while we were making it. And that came across the screen. And I think it still has that. You can't put your finger on it, but you're drawn to that movie if you're a guy. And I think that he is correct. What happens is the whole concept of the whole film is pals, right? That they are all friends and they're in it together. And there's a chumminess uh, uh, that makes you feel in the audience that you are a part of their gang. You're a part of the regulators. You, you want to hang with these guys or date these guys. There's something very, very appealing. And I think that it, it involves the audience in it. But I think that's also why it kind of you know, lingers on in subconscious ways about this, uh, you know, guns are cool kind of um, feel that it has. It also, what what's the movie, The Lost Boys? Yeah. Where it's like the little, the little kids. Yeah, where the two quarries are the younger yeah. brothers and Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland again. Yeah. Um, and they're vampires and he gets brought into no. the vampire. Oh, that's the, that's the Lost Boys. Okay, then no. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, which one are you talking about? The other about? one where the Corey's in it. It's they, License they, to Drive? No. Okay. Not that Corey. Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. These are the ones called the two Corey's. The Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. He had glasses. Yeah. And he was Oh, with, Stand By Me. Yeah. Also with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's literally, um, you Stand By Me, or Lo- I haven't seen Lost Boys, but I'm going to guess. We're it's, going to see it. It's like Lost Boys. Um, but westernized right? with older people. I think it's really interesting you bring that up because that idea of, of male friendship yeah. is really what Young Guns is about and why I think it's successful. And I think Stand By Me and Lost Boys and do the same thing. the other ones. It's like six guys who are like, they're all like brothers and, um, and Rob Lowe's in it. The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Okay. <laughs> it's also, like, the like a, it seems like a lot of the 80s movies are all, like, guys from, like, a group of guys from four to seven guys. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is that they didn't have those films for girls. That there were, they that we did have female heroines, almost always played by Molly Ringwald, <laughs> but it was, those movies were more about dating, and about boys and liking boys. So even if you have a movie like Footloose, where you have a strong female heroine, in this case it's still Ren's story, and it's just and her whole part is really about being supportive of Ren, right? So there, there's not there's not many, if any, movies in the '80s where it's just about a bunch of girls who are friends. So what you're saying is the '80s is sexist. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm absolutely saying that. Well, I also, now that I'm realizing it, in my 1980s lit class, there was no, in all the books that we read from the 1980s, there was no girl lead character. And if there was, she was a pushover Mm -hmm. that didn't matter. Right. And was kind of like, get out of this book. Nobody cares. So she's... I'm talking about Lesson Zero, specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where, like, he's just kind of like, get away from me. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, like, emotionally hurting you on purpose so that you do not talk to me. Right. And then in... It's all messed up. In Bright Lights, Big City... She pushes him off of her. She's she's not even in the story. She's I mean yeah. she's already gone, and he's just lamenting losing her. And it's about getting her back or figuring oh, out why. But see again, this is not about it's not about female friendship. It's about a woman as a, sep- a sex or love object. Yep, and that's pretty much their role. And and most they've found that most of the times when women are in films, if they are talking to another woman, it's about um, a guy. Yep. <laughs> So now you know what's wrong with the 80s, right? Um, and I, you did hit on uh, the bad boys. And so I did want to talk about that a little bit, too, in that... Um, bad boys are just hot. Well, because... Why, though? Because we're told through media, right? That they're unattainable and they're sexy. And I think it's fascinating that we're sitting here rooting for Doc uh, Skurlock and Yen Sun. And uh, and we root for Charlie and his Mexican bride, who never got a name in the movie. Uh, but ultimately, you know, but why? Like, they're outlaws. They're going to die. <laughs> what life is Yen Sun going to have with Doc? Why? I mean, we want her to get away from Murphy, who's, by the way, such a cartoon villain. It's not even funny. Like, how bad can he be? Oh, he's so bad that he, he takes a... A girl girl from China makes her a prostitute or something. Yeah, because I think he didn't get the shirt clean correctly and that he's able to take her and make him his uh, uh, sex slave, basically. Anyway, my point is, is that with um, Young Guns, it's just another movie where you're rooting for the bad boys, where the bad boys are sexy, where the women are sort of being encouraged to like guys who are doing bad things, like, you know, killing people. I mean, if you're a parent and your daughter's like, hey... See, Mom, I want to introduce you to my boyfriend, Doc Skurlock. He's in this gang, but it's for the right reasons. You're like, no, get away from him. You're going to die. You have no life ahead of you. Please don't fall in love with him. But parents are not involved in this film. No, there are no parents in this film. Which probably also makes it why it was doing so good, because no parents were telling them what to do when they were like... Well, that... What are you talking about? What happens when there's no parents involved? Exactly. John Tunstall was their surrogate father. That's sort of the idea, right? And now we get back to, I mean, they're in their, they're young guns, but they are, they say none of them are over 21, but the idea is I think that they're supposed to be like 17, 18, 19, you know, something like that, even though clearly they're all men who are in their 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, my English teacher was saying today, this is it, that in Footloose, uh, what's the main guy? Ren? Yeah, he he's 26 and he was playing a 17-year-old. Yeah. He actually went to high school. He went back to high school because he didn't think anyone would buy him as a high school student. And so they, they actually had him go to the high school in um, Utah where they were filming. And he was, like, treated so bad, like, bullied, and everyone <laughs> made him feel so bad that he was, like, could only handle one day. But yeah. they but they believed he was a high school student, so he said, okay, I guess I'm in. 
It's also really weird that they made a gun, uh, Young Guns 2. Did they make a third one? No. Okay, good. Because that doesn't make any sense to me, because they end the film with, this is what happened. Right, they tell you how it ends. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And how they all eventually die. And well, and by the way, one of the ways in which they really hurt themselves is that they killed three of the Young Guns at the end of the first movie. And in real life, they didn't die. And so then they have to make the second film... And now, you know, they, yeah. they, they want to be historically accurate, but they've already killed people who didn't actually die and because were involved they in the second sequence. Because they didn't add the 50 other people that they were with who died, but not, but they only added the seven main ones. Let me ask you. Six. I know that you have, to me, mentioned that there were too many characters in this movie and it was hard to follow. Did you really want them to put all 40 to 50 people who were in the house during the... Uh, battle scene if they didn't give them names okay because one of our both of our complaints about this movie is there's too many characters and in real life they trimmed them down considerably because there were many more people involved in the lincoln county war and they tried to make it just so you could could possibly follow the storyline and they should they should have made like all of the extra ones were like a certain kind of clothing so that you could tell the difference between one of the young guns and then from everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's like they have these wacko, like, cowboy outfits. <laughs> like, but they all have a certain style. Mm-hmm. And, like, one has a huge chunk of tobacco in his mouth the whole time. Dirty Steve Stevens. By the way, Dermot Mulroney didn't really become a household name actor until the 90s when he was in My Best Friend's Wedding. And how he missed the boat with Young Guns when it was such a big hit, I think it's because you couldn't see him under the grossness of the character. I didn't notice who it was until halfway through the movie. Yeah, you can't even tell. He He's under there. I mean, mm-hmm. he's good for him. He's that committed to his character that he didn't care that you couldn't even see how cute he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Tara McNamara. I'm Riley Roberts. And this is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. You can follow us on social medias, Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram. <laughs> you can find us at 80s Movie Guide. On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Thanks fade, for listening. Fade out with what's it called? Blaze of Glory. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.